Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of the IoT for All podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon, and today's guest is Vinka Hizamon, the CEO and co-founder of The Things Industry, um, and he is also the initiator of The Things Network. He is helping companies around the world build secure, interoperable, and scalable LoRaWAN networks. The core of the company's product is a LoRaWAN network management system that allows anybody to build LoRaWAN networks where data is routed in a secure end-to-end manner, bringing interoperable with um, many IoT data platforms, LoRaWAN gateways, and LoRaWAN sensors. Um, so needless to say, we will talk a lot about LoRa and LoRaWAN and kind of giving you uh, some, some deep knowledge into what the differences are between the two uh, and how they're connected. We also talk a lot about um, the Things Network or the Things Conference that, that they are putting on at the end of January. Um, we talk about uh, kind of at a high level how LoRaWAN works, how does it compare to other LPWAN technologies, you know, why is it important for IoT, what the benefits are. Uh, what use cases it best suited for, what use cases maybe it's not suited well for. Um, and then we also kind of, we then get into, I guess, a, a different discussion around um, the current state of IoT, the biggest challenges to IoT adoption, how LoRaWAN's helping with uh, IoT adoption, helping increase adoption uh, in the in the Internet of Things space. Um, and then we kind of, we finish up looking into 2020, uh, what, what's, you know, what we're most excited about um, in the IoT industry as a whole, you know, as also as it relates to LoRaWAN, and then um, kind of wrapping up, talking a little bit more about the Things Network Conference, um, like I mentioned, that's happening January 30th and 31st in Amsterdam. Uh, just a note: if you are interested in attending the event and you do not have a ticket, you can go on their website uh, and use the discount code IoT-4FOR-ALL um, to get a discount on your ticket. Um, so I think this episode was fantastic. LoRaWAN is something that we, we def- definitely touch on um, in addition to other LPWAN technologies a lot on this show. So this was a very good discussion with somebody who's in the thick of things when it comes to LoRaWAN. Um, so hopefully you, found, you find a lot of value in this episode. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast with Vinka Hizamon. Welcome Vinka to the IoT for All podcast. How's your week going so far in your new year? Hi, uh, thanks for inviting me to the show, and uh, it's going very well. Uh, we're very busy with uh, preparations for our big uh, LoRaWAN conference uh, end of January. So, uh, so yeah, really busy with that. <laughs> and that's in Amsterdam, correct? Yeah, it's Amsterdam. Yeah, we're expecting uh, around 2,000 IoT LoRaWAN fanatics from all around the world okay. for two days. Uh, very in, nice. Is- in, a, in a big conference venue. Okay, and what is the kind of overall, um, I know the focus is LoRaWAN, but what is the kind of overall experience like there? Is it more speaker-oriented? Is it a lot of booths? Is it, you know, showcasing um, kind of use cases and applications for LoRaWAN? Like, what, what is the overall kind of objective and goals of the show for you guys? Yeah, so, so the reason why we started that conference is because we uh, were in the LoRaWAN business with, uh, with our company, The Things Industries, and we were a bit fed up with, yeah, like, your average... IoT conference where you only have sponsored sure. speakers and it's all very more let's say industry driven and there's no re- like there's no right. really eye for the end customer. So we started to sure. to to launch this conference ourselves with the vision is that 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 we we first of all want to put the developer that's close to the end user at the center of this mm-hmm. uh, and have some some yeah some some down to earth talks a lot of talks about use cases. Um, mm-hmm. uh, technology. We have workshops. We have booths. 
So it's really a mix. And I think it's, yeah, it, uh, it's, um, and the audience typically is, uh, is developer, product manager, more the, okay. yeah, the people that the solutions engineers, for instance, that are, that are right. drafting this solution in an early stage. Yeah, we've talked about this on other episodes in the past um, about events and talking about the shift um, on event in events to talking more about solutions and use cases and applications of either you know specific technologies like LoRaWAN or just IoT in general. And it's something that I think is much very much needed for IoT as an industry, um, not just for um, people who work in the industry, but also potential customers who are. Um, you know, working across different industries who have no connection to IoT. They don't build IoT solutions. They don't produce or, or build or IoT hardware or technology of any kind. But IoT can be applied to their business to improve their business or improve business for their customers, per se. Um, and that whole focus that you all have on use cases and solutions, I think, is very important and something that's been overlooked for many years. And it's starting to come around. Like, for instance, we go to... Um, IoT Solutions World Congress in Barcelona, and that is a very heavily solutions-focused um, event. And we see, you know, great responses in the engagement of our content in just the the attendance at those kinds of events because it's more applicable than just industry insiders or technical or people who are um, who understand and are interested in the technology piece. So, yeah. so that's great to hear that you guys have kind of jumped on that same yeah. bandwagon. Uh, indeed, and I think I think uh, next to uh, sh- showcasing a solution, um, right. the, the what we're trying to focus on is that uh, uh, if I see that as a viewer or as a solutions engineer, like how can I replicate that success? And I don't mean, okay, like uh, uh, get in touch with this, uh, uh, with this salesperson and Mm -hmm. uh, there's one company who's going to sell you the product. Now it's more like, okay, how can I be inspired by this solution and what kind of components are are there in the market where, so I can build it myself as well um, without being tied into one vendor. And that, that is one of the, um, uh, drivers of our of our vision as well is that um, we're really pushing open standard, and that means also that as a solutions engineer or as somebody as a systems integrator, I need be need to be able to cherry pick the components sure. and then tie them together through these open standards. So right. so we're also trying to do okay, hey, like we did this, and it is really an inspiration. How you use LoRaWAN? How you use different components mm-hmm. uh, in the LoRaWAN ecosystem to get the solution working so uh, yeah we'll be t- touching ba- uh, touching a lot of a uh, lot of verticals and um, um and yeah it will will be super exciting yeah that sounds great i would love to kind of talk maybe after the event to hear how it goes because i think that's a fantastic yeah. approach sure um so let's take a step back real quick and um one thing i usually like to start off episodes with is to have our guests give a quick introduction to to themselves so our audience has a little more insight into who they're listening to um so if you want to just take a couple seconds here, just kind of give some high-level background, a little, you know, to talk a little bit more about you, uh, what you've you know, kind of done in your career, what led you into the IoT space, anything along those lines would be fantastic. Cool, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm a CEO and co-founder of The Things Industries, and we're a company that helps uh, enterprises and corporates around the world to build their uh, local LoRaWAN networks um, in all kinds of industries. So literally, we... Um, uh, we have customers like Williamson, which is a leading company in the maritime industry. They're operating hundreds and hundreds of ships. 
um, where uh, we help, for instance, a German railway organization building IoT LoRaWAN networks for all their uh, railway stations. Um, we are in agriculture. We have uh, a customer that is tracking cows in mm -hmm. Australia and in New Zealand. Um, we um, were a lot of our customers are heavily into smart buildings. So one of our most most prominent customers is WeWork, where we help them. Um, uh, building sensor networks in their WeWork locations. Okay. For instance, um, one of the use cases they use is to have a, a, a meeting room occupancy yep. uh, uh, use case where they measure uh, the occupancy of the meeting rooms and therefore can decide um, either they need to have more meeting rooms or less. Right. Um, so, so very diverse and mainly where we're focusing on, we have a, a software product that allows you to build these LoRaWAN networks. Okay. Uh, we have a large ecosystem of partners that can help you with sensors or with gateways or with applications that can, uh, can run on that. And, um, yeah, our focus is really on, uh, uh, uh on the end-to-end -end security side. So our software mm -hmm. allows you to, to set up your own uh, security profile, so to say, uh, and make sure that you have this true end-to-end -end encryption in your uh, in your network. Okay. Um, and also, our, our our solution allows you to deploy it in a way that is re really low cost to maintain. So we specifically focused our product to be either run into your cloud account. Mm -hmm. We can run it for you. Uh, uh, within uh, uh, as a as a software as a service product, sure. but you can also run it on premise and completely manage it yourself. Because gotcha. we've seen that the diversity and the fragmentation of 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 how IoT is used is very mm -hmm. very big. Absolutely. Um, so that also needs 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 to make sure that your product can adapt to all these situations. So whatever you want to build a LoRaWAN network on a on a on a, on a vessel that goes over the ocean, what we do with okay. our customer Williamson, and have that network in this very harsh environment, or you want to have it on a railway station or in a, uh, or in your in a WeWork location, um, we our product can is able to adapt to that specific okay. IT context. Right, that's fantastic. So before we get too too far into um, <clears throat> into our discussion, I know there's probably a lot of listeners who are curious and eager to learn a little bit more about LoRaWAN, you know, what exactly it is. Um, so if you could at a high level kind of talk about what LoRaWAN is, and then at the same time, I know people use it interchangeably with Laura, but I know they're also different. Um, so if you kind of explain what LoRaWAN is, and then when people say Laura versus LoRaWAN, just kind of explaining what the slight difference there is. Yeah, yeah. So just to break it down, uh, if you um, uh, LoRa is a radio frequency protocol mm -hmm. that allows you to you to send uh, data, so like the uh, the bits, so the ones and zeros, uh, over the air from uh, one device to another. Um, uh, it's uh, uh, it's uh, the uh, it's IP owned by Semtech, uh, and it will allow you to to send small messages. Um, the the characteristics of that LoRa technology is that it's very low power. Mm -hmm. That is interesting for small sensor applications because you don't have, do not have to uh, replace the battery that often. So, like we have sensors that can last on a battery for like three to five years. Um, the other one is long range, so it can uh, is able to send a message on a very long range 
um, uh, way, way further than, for instance, uh, Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. um, which gives you this extra reach. So, for instance, in the industrial environments or in warehouses, uh, it, 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 it's it's um, um, it, it's very beneficial because it can reach places where other technologies uh, can't. Okay. Um, and and on the and and the compromise for that is that it only sends very small pieces of data. So expect okay. just really like like small sensor data. So mm -hmm. for instance, uh, your basement basement is on the water, or uh, right. the package is here. Like it's right. really small data data points. So so that is the the LoRa technology. Okay. Then uh, there is a LoRaWAN protocol. You can actually you can compare that a bit to the Internet protocol that uh, your computer uses to browse, to find the data for websites and to browse the mm -hmm. internet. So it's a protocol that allows you to build a wide area network, as it says, LoRaWAN, wide mm -hmm. area network, uh, and uh, allows you uh, to build a network that can route data easily from the device over a gateway okay. uh, to uh, a specific application. And there's all kinds of security uh, features embedded in that protocol. So the, uh, for instance, the end-to-end -end encryption is 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 in that protocol. And the protocol is governed by the LoRa Alliance, which okay. is a large group of, of companies all around the world working together on this uh, on this uh, on this protocol. We're we're a very active member with uh, the Things Network. Um, next to that, we we have um, uh, uh, at at the Things Industries, we have an organization. And we uh, that we've created called the Things Network, where we uh, started off with by allowing all people all around the world to connect their LoRaWAN gateways that can receive the LoRa uh, LoRa packets from the LoRa sensors, and we now operate around uh, sixteen thousand uh, gateways across the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, with that, uh, with that network, open network, and that's the beauty of this WAN protocol as well. Is that just as like like when you have the internet, you can have a closed network mm -hmm. that is more like an intranet, right? But you can also have like build a public uh, network that is goes all around the world, right? And this flexibility and this choice that you have to how like am I favoring interoperability? For instance, then I'll, I'm going to open it all, all up. It is, is all perfectly secure because it's end-to-end -end encrypted. Right. Or do I just want to build my own private network and that, then you can build it as well. And all these things you can do with our technology. Right. How does, just out of curiosity, how does this compare to what Senate is doing? Because they have a LoRaWAN network deployments as well. And in, in more of a, I think it's more of a public network. How does that, does it compare to what you all work on or, or kind of space you play in at the same time? Or is, how do you kind of view that? Yeah, so we're partners and competitors okay. at the same okay. time. So we offer the LoRaWAN network server and a global okay. network. Uh, and Senate um, um, is in that sense a competitor, but we also work together on, for instance, security provisioning. Right. So we're going to do some some nice announcement at our conference, uh, uh, which uh, which uh, 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 about how we, we partner as well. And this is like the internet, right? Like the internet works because of the network mm -hmm. effect. So of course you have multiple players on the network uh, access game, but in the end they're working all together because you're making this internet together. So so yeah, we're both members of the same alliance. We're mm -hmm. competitors. We have different sure. angles approaching the market. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, just gotcha. to answer your question shortly, we're competitors. Okay, great. We had, we had, a, we had, a, guest from, we had a guest yeah. from Senate on um, recently, so that's why I was just curious. 
Um, okay. Okay. Cool. So cool. when you look at just LP WAN in general from a technology perspective in IoT, how does LoRaWAN compare to other LP WAN technologies? Because I, I think we've talked about this a lot on the show. Is that, you know we, we are firm believers that LP WAN technologies are um, a, a big key to growing IoT adoption because of the cost of implementation, because of how many sensors, um, you know, you're gonna, I think it's just going to be easier to deploy more sensors and a lot more applicable use cases for something that requires um, low data being sent over large areas. Um, and so we're, so we're big fans, obviously, of LPWAN, but can you kind of talk a little bit more about how LoRaWAN fits into the whole LPWAN spectrum in general? Yeah, so... Um, um, it, so what you see is that there are multiple technologies there that all are mm-hmm. finding their niche. Um, um, then I think the the main three you see is LoRaWAN, uh, Sigfox, mm-hmm. and Urban IoT, and there it, uh, and just talking from the strength of LoRaWAN, I think that the strength of LoRaWAN is that it's really good for building local mm-hmm. networks that you can right. control yourself. And be very flexible in your in your capex, okay. your capital expenses, and your opex, so your operational right. expenses le- uh, balance. So the strength of LoRaWAN is that you can build it yourself, but it also is a compromise, right? Because then, also with, for instance, Narrowband IFT or Sigfox, you just have a subscription, and that's it. So, uh, so that's one. Um, the reason why we believe in LoRaWAN and why control over the network is very important for your overall end-to-end application performance is because there's a lot of dependencies. So your iPhone or your Android phone will basically function the same on different networks or how the network is working. So the battery lifetime will probably be the same. Maybe you have reception, maybe you don't, but basically the performance of your phone will not really differ. with. With IoT, there's a lot of dependencies for your end-to-end application, how it performs and how it executes the business case on how the network actually is performing. So there is there is the technical abstraction, but if you look at the overall performance, there's a lot of uh, links there. So what we've learned over the last five years while we run this business is that we see that control of the network can, mm-hmm. uh, can be very important. Um, so did working from the strengths and, and, and of course I cannot talk for Sigfox and Nairban IT and, and sure. I'm completely biased <laughs> because I'm, I'm all into LoRaWAN. So, uh, so don't believe me anything I say about uh, Sigfox or Nairban IT. Um, um, yeah, so, so there and, and, um, yeah, and, and also like sometimes you see these predictions about analysts with like hockey stick curves and the one hockey stick is which way, way steeper than the other hockey stick. I think I think this is all driven by industry incentives to and and it doesn't really mm-hmm. help the end user these graphs. I see them coming by like on a daily basis on LinkedIn. I say I think I think it's great. It's great for these companies that they can show off or that they find an analyst that will spread that word for them. But um, in the end, it's like for the end user and the and the one that is mm-hmm. really taking the risk. To build a device on that technology, it like it's about them right now, right? Mm-hmm. They're creating the business cases, and they, yeah, it just has to work for them. Like it doesn't care if Nairman IT as is gonna like. And sometimes it's got, like it looks a bit of a of a 
of some kind of match for like who's going to be, be the have the biggest slice of the billions that Gardner right. is, is projecting. I think yeah, no. it's we're not there, mm-hmm. right? Like like don't bother. Like just make something. That yeah, works I mean, I, I think that. I agree. I agree with you completely. We'll see, I, but, I think there's a lot of hype in the space in general regarding, you know, adoption, growth of adoption in the IoT space. I mean, amount of spending on IoT. Um, but I think that we have a long way to go to kind of reach that potential. And there's a lot of key components or pieces of IoT and solutions that need to be figured out and uh, in, before we get there. Yeah. Yeah, indeed, and and I think I think one of the so so I I, I totally agree with what you say with the hype, um, but but bec- like one of the strengths that I see now in the Laura ecosystem and it is cracking a lot of different nuts. So what you see is that we are in agriculture, right. we're in maritime, we're in logistics, we're in smart buildings, we're in retail, and uh, we see some segments that that, that really show these steep growths. And one of the things is in 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 retail. And in yep. uh, what they call right. cold chain, so temperature monitoring of fridges for compliancy, and um, uh, um, and for instance, we're working on uh, on, um, um, uh, on on cases mm-hmm. in, for instance, with supermarket chains or uh, this smart building use case we're having, for instance, with WeWork. Uh, there we see see some really significant. Um, uh, uh, use cases mm-hmm. with very significant business cases, and um, and and sometimes they're driven by the pure fact that you need to to right. to have the data to be compliant. So sometimes it's really certification and regulation driven. But but for instance, this mm-hmm. occupancy sensor for these meeting rooms, uh, that is really like this business case is huge. Like if you have like a meeting room of let's say. Um, I'm talking in, uh, in, uh, in, in meters, but uh, in, in uh, uh, let's say uh, 50 squ- square meters, uh, and you're, you, you could convert that to desk space. It's directly like it's going right. to directly increase your top line revenue. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's what I'm excited about after five years that, that we, we really see these. these these very very solid business cases, and then like that's where we want to book. Like that's a pivotal point, right? Like this, that the IoT costs are are becoming right. like decision becoming a no brainer, and I I see a few segments where I say, okay, yeah, this like now, like now the whole cost discussion is actually irrelevant because you're right. Yeah, like, and that's where I think so to the one of the points we're talking about regarding your guys' event is that focus on solutions and uh, make helping people understand what IoT can possibly do for them and putting you know the trust in systems integrators and the uh, and the companies that they engage with to help them make the right decision on the kind of technology the kind of hardware all the different pieces that need to go into building the solution to achieve their business goals but i think a lot of responsibility needs to be um focused or needs to be put on the the players in the space to make people aware of what can actually be done so for instance you're talking about occupancy monitoring for we work Without somebody within WeWork knowing that's something that IoT can solve, a lot of times companies that are very similar to that or, or could possibly benefit from that same type of solution or do not know that kind of solution exists or don't you know doesn't really know that IoT is the way it can go. So I think the more we can do yeah. to to put emphasis on showcasing and making it available to organizations across all different industries, what solutions are IoT has made possible 
can then be applied to their own business. Um, I think just give, making them, giving them exposure to that is going to be very important for these adoption um, projections to be met. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, yeah, and then and also showcasing like how how you can do it yourself without that showcase being tied to one single vendor. I, I think I think the 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 the, the total uh, like the the very very big IoT opportunity is very real, but not if 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 you're gonna if you if you're like trying to keep everything for yourself, and that is. It's, that is really at the core of our visions to be as, as open as possible. For instance, our product is mm-hmm. our core of our product is uh, is open source. So so we really believe we need to push that that right. open way of thinking. I mean that's what made the internet as well, uh, and 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 not tying it into that single systems integrator or and that is um, and mm-hmm. because that is going to grow the overall market and that is that is. Yeah, what we believe, and that's sure. also what we believe is also one yep. of the strengths of LoRaWAN is it's an open standard, uh, and um, um, but yeah, that is, uh, and we see more and more. So one one of the reasons as well why what is open and this more cherry picking or modularized approach is 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 strong as what we see as well is that um, if you going through this IoT decision making process and you're talking with a CIO, one of the first things. Uh, she or he will 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 uh, validate is okay. What's gonna be the vendor lock-in? Like when when you go evil, when you're gonna be acquired, or even when you're when you're when you're gonna be go go bankrupt? Like what 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 will happen, right? Um, so um, so therefore, open standards, open implementation, mm-hmm. open APIs are extremely important uh, more and more because what we see, and it is a bit of a paradox, but. I think one of the things that we see is that that we see businesses once they want to go skill IoT, mm-hmm. they want they're really interested in the end-to-end solution, but right. they're not so much interested in the end-to-end solution provider. So that seems like a paradox. But for instance, we're talking to these companies and we're saying, "Oh, right. okay, here's the IoT end-to-end solution." Yeah, okay, yeah. but it has a dashboard. Mm-hmm. That's we already have a dashboard in SAP. Right? Like, oh, here's a here's a here's a username and pa- password identity server to log yeah. into the network yeah but we already have that so for instance one of the things that we build with our product is that we make sure that these apis use all these open standards so sure they really can just only implement the core of it and use their existing sap platform they can use just their existing uh, microsoft ldap login system and they just yeah, yeah, yeah. plug in LoRaWAN into their erp basically and that that is that is that is what i feel is going to be really like uh like a, a like a like a, the reason why why things can scale because mm-hmm. if it's going to be completely accepted by the cio and by the chief architects sure. of a company yeah and i think then you it know, really that integration scale. piece being able to work with existing systems legacy systems and so forth it's something that is a big deciding factor for a lot of these organizations not just cost you know not just roi but you know, how does this work with our existing systems? How, you know, what's the kind of manpower that needs to go into this to um, to get this solution to provide the ROI that we want? You know, and how does that really mesh with what we have going on at the moment? So the more it's able to integrate, the more it's able to be flexible and um, kind of have those qu- questions answered ahead of time, I think the easier it is for adoption to be, you know, 
um, accept or to grow, I, I guess would be the easiest way to say it. Because that's the thing that we know we've run into that same kind of yeah. conversation with people where we'll talk about solutions, we'll talk about different technologies, but they're hesitant to make a change because they feel like it's going to revamp everything they're doing and they don't want to do that. They want to just integrate with their systems because that's the way in their mind it gives them not just the most ROI, but it's most efficient and it's the most effective solution for them if it integrates into what they already know versus having to redo everything and train people up um, and kind of just revamp what they already have. Yeah. Now, so for instance, like an example, we, we're working with uh, pest control partners. They have smart yep. mouse and uh, mouse traps and smart rat traps. So uh, these companies already have field force management software. They, they only need to add a little data to optimize the planning algorithm. So, but they don't need a field force planning software ripoff, probably what it is, of this IoT provider. They just want the sensor, maybe the gateway, some network management, and plug it in. So, so yeah, and, and one of the things that, that we looked at is we saw like a lot of our customers were using uh, AWS. So what we created is a, okay. a, a AWS marketplace launcher that's completely being uh, certified and uh, audited by AWS. And as a company, you can just launch that into your own AWS domain. So this means that you already have set up your complete AWS stack or your AWS ecosystem with your servers and your databases, etc., and whatnot. And then with us, you can just launch it. And AWS already did the complete review of that server instance um, so that um, uh, uh, it's completely secure. And it just lands into your existing AWS stack of servers. And then the APIs integrate, for instance, automatically with AWS IoT. And, and there as well is that this is very convenient for the solutions engineer because they don't need to do the security audit themselves. They go to the chief security officer and say, hey, this is already being uh, a standard AWS certified installation. Okay, fine. Uh, and they can go on. So, so we were also taking away a lot of this IT overhead right. when implementing such a solution by complying to these standards, by complying to the standard that AWS gives to, to run a server uh, that is uh, uh, running in the AWS marketplace, for yep. instance. That's great. So, you know, we've talked a lot in this conversation so far about um, not just LoRaWAN, but also how LoRaWAN works, um, you know, how it compares to other LPWAN technologies, some use cases that you've seen adoption in. But if, just, if you could talk a little bit more about... Um, what use cases LoRaWAN is best suited for, even if it's just at a high level, that's fine. Um, and then maybe some solution, some use case, or um, yeah, some use cases that it maybe it's not best suited for. Um, I know, like streaming video, yeah. for instance, you know that wouldn't be the best thing to do over a LoRaWAN network. I get that, um, but just something kind of high level so people can put it a little bit more into perspective. So as they're evaluating the kinds of solutions they be considering for their own business, they can understand how Lora fits into that. Yeah, so so I think I think going through a few verticals that we we surface. So looking at retail and smart building, um, um, uh, taking a supermarket for instance, uh, working on that um, supermarket, a lot of things are going on. So imagine that you need to be compliant to uh, pest control regulation. We have smart mouse traps. Um, they will notify when uh, a mouse or a rat is caught, uh, and they will definitely. Uh, improve your field force efficiency because you only have to go to the mouse traps that have a mouse in, mouse in them. Um, another thing, at a, at a supermarket, you will have parking spots. You want to maybe know 
like what the occupancy rate is of these parking spots just only for your commercial data but maybe also for uh, helping your customers uh, find the right parking spot uh, another one is that if you look at the fridges for instance of supermarkets you want to make sure that uh, first of all that the temperature is right and you want to check that but also you want to maybe use uh, check the power consumption of these industrial fridges because um, for instance if there are leaks you will will be able to de detect that by like a high surge of, of power usage um, uh, we also uh, see that there are these privacy let's say uh, very privacy aware people counters so that you can uh, count how many people are in which place in your supermarket so so you, you, all these small data points together in your local IT ecosystem can 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 bring a lot. And the good thing about LoRaWAN is that you're not tied to one vendor. So you can have sensors from multiple vendors and they work on the same network. Um, if you're looking at the at the cost model there, it's like think about like fifty to seventy dollar per sensor, and that's that's on the high side. Uh, and then if you, for instance, look at installing gateways, you already have indoor gateways at $100. Um, so, so looking at the investment side, that's not even that high. So, um, uh, so that is, for instance, in smart building. In agriculture, we have typically two types of uh, use cases, so cattle uh, management. So we have uh, uh, one of our customers has air tags that have little solar panels of uh, cows that uh, that are uh, that are, for instance, in Australia, um, and they have these very large farms, and uh, they're able to track them. Another one is the soil moisture, so um, measuring the moisture of um, uh, of the soil, being able to only uh, irrigate and uh, uh, specifically on the places that really need to water. And there's a lot of uh, efficiency and uh, yield increase uh, 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 involved in there on the agriculture side. Specifically, of course, with high margin crops like almonds or uh, that kind of uh, kind of stuff. Um, then we're also working into logistics. So uh, this is what we're doing with Wilmson. If you look on, for instance, at these large vessels, you want to um, uh, uh, do some condition monitoring, but also a monitoring of a lot of systems on these ships. So, uh, for instance, we're working on this use case where, 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 where uh, ventilation uh, equipment is measured, and once the vibration changes, um, it, there is this um, uh, predictive maintenance processes kicking in. Um, so you can imagine like all the things you can measure on a on a ship and also on a ship it's very very hard to okay. put in cables so um, imagine that on a large ship a, a meter of cable costs around five hundred dollars okay. to install um, so going wireless is 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 very beneficial we 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 adopted the technology to make it work um, uh, so so yeah, that is, and 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 I think the, I mean, that's the joy actually of what we do is that we we were touching all these different industries and seeing all these different things uh, happening, uh, and and see that Laura is actually executing mm -hmm. very well in these contexts. So um, so yeah, that's a, that's a bit right. of what we so logistics, uh, smart building, 
agriculture, that kind, and all all have to do with building these local networks, which which makes it very very strong and um, and also um, a very operational expenses light, right? So you do not have to pay that SIM right. card fee for every device um, over and over again. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I think it's an important point to note, and I think it's you know what you mentioned earlier about how LoRaWAN works. Um, you know the kind of data that is it's optimal to be sent the you know the range it has i think if you're able to take those high level details and when you're thinking through a solution uh as a potential iot adopter uh if that's kind of what you're coming to you realize you're going to be sending only small amounts of data you but you need to send it over a wide uh, area um you're not looking for high power consumption you know that kind of thing then you start to narrow down the different technologies that are applicable from a you know for your use case or more optimal for your use case, and then I think that's when you start to you know Laura and and up potentially other LPWAN technologies start to rise to the top or fall depending on if they're maybe streaming video and sending high rates of data over short distances and you know and it takes a lot of power and that kind of thing. So yeah. I think understanding those pieces is super important as as companies are evaluating you know solutions that they're looking to deploy um, for their business yeah. or their customers. Uh, for instance, if you look at tracking. Uh, right. basically, then you need this nat- nationwide network, mm-hmm. right? So, for instance, in Europe um, or in Asia, it would be like Sigfox would be a very good alternative. Um, if you look at, um, uh, or in the US, it would be Nairman IoT, right? So, so this is this is specifically where LoRaWAN is, 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 is not um, uh, yeah, fulfilling the requirements in, in these kind of use cases. Yeah, to um, and, and and also the, the high data data rate use case, right. of course. That, yeah. yeah. But I would say to your point about um, the nationwide coverage, but if, if you are looking to set up some kind of tracking solution in a relatively small location, like like a, a property for tracking animals or tracking cars, I think you know Laura becomes more applicable than something. Oh yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. So if you look uh, for a large industrial site or a very large farm right. or even like large. Uh, warehouses, right? Definitely, like LoRaWAN is a, is a very good, uh, good choice because also you can do more smarter things with the radio frequency uh, protocols to uh, to derive uh, location based on mm-hmm. uh, so on on the signals and not only yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think really, it really just you know the more detail that you understand about the technologies that are available and your use case, I think the the better position you're in to make the right decision. Um, yeah. As we kind of back away just from specifically talking about LPWAN technologies, LoRaWAN, and so forth, um, looking at the industry as a whole, uh, I'd love to kind of get your take on on how you view the current state of IoT and the biggest challenges right now that exist in IoT adoption. Uh, kind of going now that you know 2019 is over, going into 2020. Kind of what are you what are you seeing from uh, from market as a whole? Yeah, so I think I, I, in 2019, I, I can really compare IoT and, uh, to, to, do you remember when Wi-Fi came? You had these Wi-Fi dongles. Yes. But like, like when you first connected yourself, okay, this is, this, is, this is super cool and this is the future. But then when you were re- rebooting your Windows 95 <laughs> uh, every 10 minutes because, because, because uh, that was the only way how to fix your Wi-Fi, you also said, okay, it's not here yet. It right. needs a lot of handholding, right? Right, and it's exactly where we are. So, like, it's it's very clear. Like, th- like the the IoT big IoT opportunity is real. Mm-hmm. How that's going to be leveraged still needs to be have a lot of handholding, and that right. handholding is very costly because it also means that there's a lot of 
um, uh, expenses need to go to the systems integrator that is able to 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 integrate in, in such a way that it's really production ready. And I think what we'll see across the next like few like few years is that it becomes more and more uh, mature, more and more robust, more and more let's say plug and play, mm-hmm. more and more um, integrated, mm-hmm. let's say. Um, and, um, and, and it will be more and more accessible for, uh, for, for different industries and also, uh, not only for, uh, the other companies that really have the capital to, mm-hmm. to make these large, uh, investments, but also, um, uh, companies that, 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 uh, that have these, uh, can acquire these products as a service. So, so, so yeah, I mean, definitely just as you said, right, like, there's a lot of hype. There's still a lot of hype. There still needs to be quite some significant deflation of the expectations. But also, on the other hand, you see that uh, few things are getting more secure, mm-hmm. uh, mature, and secure as well. Um, so, so it's a bit of that. I think we're not really at the like rock bottom, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, and deflated the hype. But you were really a far away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what, what I feel. What are your thoughts on the frag- fragmentation of the market um, and kind of how that affects things and what you expect to kind of see happening over the next couple of years um, regarding fragmentation? Because I know that's a, that's a big inhibitor to, um, to adoption in many cases, not just because IoT is hard, but because there's so many different pieces to it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so, so inherently, because the problems are uh, um, fragmented, because the real world, like it's Internet of Things, it's yeah. connecting to all kinds of things. So they need a lot of use cases need different sensors. So inherently, it will be a fragmented market. But um, you will see some niches that uh, that will start to to really rise. Sure. Uh, and 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 that. Um, so yeah. So. I don't think they're because the problems are fragmented. The solutions will also be fragmented. As an industry, we don't. Our job is not to make it worse, right? So that's a really good. It is really important, right? So, um, um, so so yeah. I don't know really much more sure. to say than that uh, about it. Uh, but um, I guess one one. Yeah, it's it's not. I say one point yeah. I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on is we've talked about this on on the show before, and and I don't want people to think we're coming off as bashing this piece of IoT because it, uh, obviously it's super critical for IoT to to exist. But but the hardware side is just is not easy. It's it's you know it takes a long time to create hardware. Changes take a while to implement. It you know everything there's there's different form factors that need to be met. It's almost like a un- hardware is unique for every use case. I know there's some that can be generalized across. Across different use cases and industries, I get that. But, but you know, I think just the the fact that um, we we've run into a lot of cases where hardware is is the thing that slows adoption down. Um, and I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on kind of how you view hardware in the whole grand scheme of how it affects IoT adoption, where it kind of sits right now in in the state of of hardware in general in IoT, and you know what needs to be done in order to kind of fix that. Yeah. So. Um, um... Okay, so the big cliche is uh, hardware is hard. Uh, we've done a few hardware projects ourselves, and uh, yeah, we've we've burned our our, our fingers there. Um, 
to raise in hardware is hard because you have these long mm-hmm. feedback cycles and sometimes you make a mistake, you find out very late and you have to go all over again. Um, the, the, um, uh, and this is not something that's going to be solved very shortly. There's one um, concept we, we relaunched. It's called the generic node. And it's a, a one sensor packed with a lot of different sensors. And based on the firmware you can push over the air, it behaves right. as a different sensor. And then you just grab the overhead of one product onto a lot of different applications. So we're, we're still working on this, uh, this product to, to get it to the market. And uh, also that is very hard. Uh, but, but this is a concept that, that we think that could be something we could, yeah, that could actually could, could start working and opening up and enabling uh, some markets. Um, unfortunately, like, um, um, yeah, I mean, the one that has, uh, this is the million dollar question, right? The one that mm-hmm. has the answer to this, uh, that is <laughs> that going to be the winner. Uh, but, um, right. So, um, no, not, uh, not really. The, the, the thing that I, uh, that, that, that I can say to, 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 to anybody listening, um, is just, just don't underestimate right. it and, um, uh, have a look at what's in the yep. market there because, uh, I mean, that's, that's the other solution. And that, that's what you see now as well in the Laura and ecosystem that there's a lot of different sure. sensors coming to the market. Uh, but they're all standard, right? So most of the time you need some adoption as well. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, this is a hard problem. And, I, think, um, I think it's getting better. I think, you know, we're, yeah. we're learning about different use cases and hardware is being built to handle um, a variety of different use cases. But there's always going to be those situations where custom hardware is required. Um, and there's also going to be a situation where the, what, the kind of hardware that exists is overkill for particular solutions. So um, as hardware improves as prices drop in hardware i think that all contributes to uh iot adoption growing and you know i'm optimistic that we'll start to see that more this year yeah yeah no for sure and i guess we have at our conference we have the laurel okay. wall of fame uh and it's grow, growing every year so it's also one of the reasons why people attend our conference because they can get heads on with all like right. these hundreds of devices so um so yeah yeah cool. is, so uh, i mean as we wrap up here you know kind of just finishing up i wanted to get your thoughts at a high level looking into the new year that um, we just started what are you ex- most excited about seeing um as it relates to lorwan and um iot in general uh and then finish off by just kind of giving any additional information about the conference coming up yeah so um wh- what i'm really excited about is that i, I just see a few verticals that that, that have this this okay. very steep growth uh, and it has it relates to smart building. It relates to uh, cold chain, uh, temperature monitoring, that kind of stuff. And that that really is taking off. So what what I'm really interested in to see, like like these these spikes of success in a very small niche, can really start to pull the ecosystem forward. So once you, are, for instance, have this like a solid business case of an IoT application in a supermarket, for mm-hmm. instance, with one sensor, then you already did the capital expenses of all entire system. So adding each sensor right. only goes at marginal cost. And then all of a sudden the ball starts to go rolling. So I'm really excited right. about that pivotal point because if, if, you, if we can make one vertical scale or one 
very specific use case skill that can drive the initial overhead cost, all the additional use cases, which, which will have their own business cases, will be no-brainers. Right? So that's what I'm really excited about the next, let's say, 12 to 24 months. Um, and I hope that we, um, yeah, we can show that at our, at our conference, that where we will have a lot of people that, uh, that use our products, use LoRaWAN, and um, that showcase these, um, these very exciting um, uh, and very, very different uh, use cases that, that LoRaWAN uh, solves. Yeah, so I guess before we before we finish up here, is there anything you want to kind of add regarding the conference that's coming up? Uh, it was January 30th, 31st in Amsterdam. I know we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but just kind of leaving our audience with um, anything they can kind of expect to hear after the show's maybe over um, or just anybody who's considering going, kind of the reason they, that they definitely should make sure they get a ticket and attend. Yeah, so basically, there's one place where you find all the major players in Lauren ecosystem, all the devices. Um, you will see uh, all kinds of uh, showcases, use cases, uh, business cases uh, around building these solutions. Um, and it's a great place to learn and to network and to uh, to be inspired. Um, and for all the listeners, we have a discount code. Uh, so it's IoT dash for dash all. If you use that and you go to the thingsconference.com, you will get a 15% discount. So, um, um, yeah, so, so basically, um, and, and it's, and it's hyper focused on LoRaWAN, right? So, uh, that, that, I mean, that, that, that's, so you will be, you will walk away a LoRaWAN expert. Awesome. So, um, I'll make sure we link up the discount code. We link up the, um, information to your to the conference website to your company's website and so forth so that more people have um, resources as they want to learn more about Laura Wan and kind of the benefits of it um, and you know but overall I thought this this conversation has been fantastic it's good to kind of dive into different technologies uh, especially ones that uh, are connected to LPWAM which is something that we we support pretty heavily here um, we think it's a big driver key driver going forward to IOT adoption and, and Laura Wan is is one of those big technologies in that space that has seen great traction, um, offers you know, incredible benefits for, for solutions in the IoT space. And I want to thank you for your time and wish you the best of luck with the conference coming up. And hopefully we can have you back on after the conference is over to hear how it went and get a kind of a wrap up. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks again for, for inviting me to the show. And uh, uh, yeah, it was great, uh, uh, great talking to you. Great. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for listening to that episode of the IoT for All podcast with our guest, Finca Hizamon, the CEO and co-founder of the Things Industries and the initiator of the Things Network. Um, also, he's the one putting on the Things Conference that's happening again at the end of January, January 30th and 31st in Amsterdam. Um, I truly believe that was one of my favorite conversations I've had regarding LP WAN technologies. Um, so hopefully you all found a lot of value in it. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to engage with us on social media. Um, in the article that we write to accompany this, and probably in the show notes, there will be information regarding how you can also get in, in contact with Vinca if you have any questions um, as well. Um, if you have not already done so, please subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to us on and leave a rating or review. Um, it helps others find us. It helps us know, let, let us know that you're a fan, uh, which we really appreciate. Um, so, so again, thanks again for listening to this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Uh, 2020 looks like to be a very strong year for us in, at IoT for All. 
um, and for the podcast as well. Have a lot of exciting guests coming. If you or somebody you know um, is connected to somebody you think would be a fantastic guest for the show, please do not hesitate to reach out. Uh, we'd love to have them on and talk about all things IoT. Uh, so thanks again for listening and look forward to having you listening to our future episodes.